season's over, the Welsh squad are getting together. Plenty to reflect on in the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll hear from players getting ready to tour South Africa with Wales and from a couple of the regional coaches reflecting on their seasons and challenges. Starting with the welcome return of George North to Osprey's action and Wales squad selection after a year out with injury. So, did he expect such a rapid return to the Wales squad? No, to be honest. I think for me the main focus of obviously back of my injury was just to get back playing for the Ospreys and trying to find a groove. Obviously limited games have been involved in but feel like with the, the consistency of training now that I'm able to do obviously playing the three games back to back I feel better each time so um, obviously uh, amazing and chuffed to be selected and realise I've got a lot of work to do to get back up to speed But I guess it makes all those hard yards in rehab worth it Yeah, obviously it's been just over 12 months with my knee obviously a fair few setbacks there was a fair few return dates put out there then taken away again and that is the nature of the injury, unfortunately. You know, that's why they give such a, a broad spectrum on, on return dates. Yeah, just have to be back playing. Creatures of habit. The first probably two months, I quite enjoyed being injured because it's the first time I stopped in a while. And then after eight, nine weeks, I was ready to go again, even though my knee wasn't. But yeah, a long road. Massive kudos to the team here at Ospreys. Two guys in particular, Math Bowen and Liam Thomas, have been working with me tirelessly for the 12 months and they were probably sick of the sight of me towards the end and as I said it's just great to be back playing to be honest it's uh, been a long old road. What are you like injured George? Well I'm, I'm, not, I'm not thrilled to be injured let's put it that way but I'm very much of the ilk of trying to be positive energy all the time bouncing putting people around you good people around you and working hard there, there has been some tough times and they've had to drag me through a few of them especially with my in my stroppy stages, obviously that return date was taken away for my own safety and my own benefit. You know, I think a big part of their job as well was controlling that expectation from myself. You know, never really touch wood, had a, a really long-term injury like that. And to have that ability to, obviously me trying to push as hard as I can every day is going to be a big ask, you know, when you go six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 11 months, you know, and eventually be back playing at 12, it does enough. Yeah, it is, um, it is a tough balance in that, but there were some grumpy days for sure. But I always tried to have that positive mindset of, look, it's not going to get better by being grumpy, so you may as well try and fix it and have a, a be as positive and as happy as you can at the same time. Was there ever that nagging doubt, am I going to come back and be the player that I know I can be? That one never really crossed my mind. For me, it was always a case of, this was never my plan A, to be honest. I found it difficult mentally, especially at the start, because... I felt I got myself into a good position, you know, I was playing well. Gone from the wing to 13 off the back of the Six Nations there. The fuel and the line stall that was driving me and obviously that was taken away and I found that really tough. But as I said, you know, to have that time early on, that eight weeks to really focus on, obviously get the initial surgery done, uh, as well as then, you know, really just being quite thankful for the support I had with Becky, my wife and, and my family and that mental break because I don't think people really understand the, the pressure pot that you're on not just nine to five, Monday to Friday, and then play Saturday. It's it's a twelve month. You're in the in the pressure pot to deliver and yeah you know, to perform. And obviously, when you can't and he gets taken away from you, there's nothing else you can do but give yourself a break. And mentally, you know, it was it was great. Physically, it was probably better. You know, it allowed the rest of my body to really heal and to sort of cross out any little niggles I've been carrying. You know, last season or further on from that. Could you watch the Lions? 
yes, I could. And weirdly, I'm a stud rugby fan. In the day, I was actually working for Talksport through the whole thing, so I, I actually had to watch it because I couldn't really talk rubbish without knowing what I was watching. But I did. I found it hard. I probably found it harder than than I thought, to be honest. Again, that was always my driver and my fuel to obviously play well for your club, for your country, and obviously with that higher honours of the Lions and what that is and what that can bring. And yeah, I find it tough, but I was able to watch it still as a fan. Back on the Osprey side, you've got your place in the Wales squad. Osprey's first and foremost, Champions Cup place. Nice way to, uh, well, to say thanks to the guys that have supported you, I guess. Yeah, and how long the season's been and felt for a lot of boys. And obviously I've only featured in this last few games, but the graft from the boys has been tremendous. And, you know, the last sort of three, four games and three, four weeks, you see a big change in, I guess, a mindset and a, and a focus to really try and get that out of this season. It's been incredibly tough. A member of the Ospreys injured club with Dewey Lake and Dan Lydiot. But all three of you in the, uh, the wheel setup, which must really please you. Yeah, obviously it's a testament to the hard work of the medical and SNC team here at the club, but also the graft of the individuals as well. You know, I've obviously firsthand singly worked with alongside Dan and Dewey, and you know, every day it was tough, Jimmy, and I, I tried to remain positive and have that focus each day. But you know, for a long-term injury, there's no way you can sustain that. And to have those two guys that were going through, a, you know, down the same injury as me, but they were slightly different, but going through that graft and that slog at the time is huge, you know, and look at the form Derry's in. He's picked up a, a few Welsh caps as well, which I tell him it's not down to his hard work as the leadership from Lids and myself. You know, Lids has obviously been playing well, gets his position back in the Welsh team now. And it's, it's great to see that the original three injured boys have, uh, have managed to escape and, um, and be back playing properly. How have you adapted, George, do you feel, since you returned to rugby? It has been difficult, for sure. You know, like anything, the way that the game is developing now is you miss a couple of weeks or you miss a, a year, essentially, 12 months, like myself. It's, the game develops, the physicality, the speed of everything goes up. So I feel like I'm finding my feet OK at the moment. Obviously, limited games this season, but, you know, take as much as I can. Probably being tough on myself, would say bit rusty to start with but there's always going to be an element of that with the time I've been off so you know for me it was just a, a big focus to be back playing and go back to a staple that I know I'm at and then once I get that volume in and that consistency then I can really push on then. Do you have any preference George as to where you play? No not really no I guess on the field be good I guess it's another string to the bow I think playing more at 13 will is only going to strengthen my game on the wing and, and vice versa you know having that ability on the wing it's only going to strengthen my role at 13 and a bit to get back up to speed with, but that's on like anything after 12 months out. If you were to go and play in South Africa, can you just sort of sum up what it would mean to, to pull the red shirt back on after the time that you've had away? It would be huge for me, you know. Um, for me, I never thought I'd get one cap, so to be able to have that, the honour of putting in a Welsh jersey again would be huge. What a place to go and tour. Three tests is going to be tough out there, and the boys know that. So for me, it's just a case of... Um, getting back in and really pushing on now and big push and get this work done. He was in a group of injured players, including Dowie Lake and Dan Lydiot, who were also in the Wales squad for the summer tour. Head coach Toby Booth was asked about the return of Lydiot as a reward for hard work in rehab. Yeah, without doubt. Well, first of all, coming for such a long-term injury and especially the easy option, especially when you be, you know you get past 
30, I'd imagine, is that you know, we're going through the grind of a long-term injury again, and, and a lot of people don't get back to that. But he's been fairly unrelenting in, in that whole approach. As a number of them, as George, Al, the lot of them, Justin Tipperick, and that's probably why they are what they are. So you need the mindset, first and foremost, to do that. And unrelenting is probably the way I described Dan Lydiot. And his approach to wanting to get back, there's never been a question of it not happening and an ultimate self-belief. And right from his first game back, coming off the bench against Leinster, where he came on and, and almost like he'd not been away and it, you know, he was chopping down people and, and that relentless effort. And also when he was out of the team for a little bit and you know, almost recovering and getting himself ready, he drove the non-23 to a level of performance that really prepared the team and that coincided with us going on a good run of results. So his influence is not just about on the pitch, it's the influence on the group, the influence on, on how to prepare. Every coach will tell you the more competition you have for places, the stronger you become and to have him driving the performance of the preparation team is massive and obviously now he's back and playing parts off the bench and, and forced his way back into the Welsh team so he deserves everything he gets. Do you think it'll benefit Alan Wynn to uh, maybe take a back seat from the captaincy in South Africa? So he's obviously a leader anyway. Al sets his own standards in leadership, irrespective of having an armband or not. He just leads by example. He will still talk on what needs to be talked on, so I don't think that influences it too much. If it gives him the mental capacity to focus on his own game, then I understand that. But it won't change him. It won't change what he does. It won't change how he acts. And he'll do what Alan Wynne-Jones does for sure. Do you see a player who has the ability to make the next World Cup, obviously, which is, what, 15 months, 18 months away? I don't see why not. And probably, you know, it's all very well a coach will say that about his player, but he was the last player off the training pitch today, doing extra tackles, extra passing, extra preparation to get his game as good as he can get it. And after a long time out and probably a lot of scrutiny and I understand that and Al understands that comes with the territory. All he can do is be deliberate on what he prepares and he's a model around that and he sets the tone for a lot of the youngsters and uh, as a result I have no doubt he'll get back to the levels that he demands in himself for sure. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Another player returning for the tour after an impressive season as second row Adam Beard reunited with his old boiler house partner Alan Wynne Jones for club and country. Yeah, it's always special to pack up with Al. Played a bit of games with Al now, so I know what he's about and stuff, but no, it's um, yeah, just a quick word on the man. He's Mr. Osprey, isn't he? But he's uh, yeah, he's he's unbelievable to be fair to him. What did you think of the kind of negativity that came his way a little bit after the Italy game? Yes, it's, it's obviously tough in there. I suppose supporters have a right to have their own opinion and stuff. But you look at Al, he, he stepped step back and he, he done his job to the fully and you know he's always going to give 100%, wears his heart in his sleeve and he always puts the shifts in and the performance in. So, look, Al didn't need to do any talking. He just did it all on the pitch, didn't he? And um, you could see that he put that performance in that was warranting his selection for the game. Uh, and what about your own form this season, Adam? Uh, yeah, I felt like since last summer and obviously going forward, it's been big, probably a couple of seasons for myself. Keep going back to it, but obviously getting the disappointment from being dropped that last autumn. And yeah, I think just from there, 
I didn't really want to feel that disappointment again. So it's um, I got great guys at the Ospreys that keep me on my toes and getting constant feedback from the Wills, coaches and management. And yeah, just feel like it's been a real positive couple of seasons for myself and one that I just want to keep on that track and keep working hard, keep developing my game. Because I know when I'm 26, I, I see myself still as a young guy. I think I got years ahead of me and I'm by far the finished article. I just want to keep improving, keep developing, and whether that's my on-field stuff, off-field stuff with leadership and that type of stuff. But yeah, I'm enjoying my rugby, and uh, I think it's going well. Uh, and what about at the Ospreys? You know, what have you made about the campaign for the club, if you like? It's tough because we've had a lot of players out injury who are big players for ourselves, and normally within the match day 23, and then. I guess stuff like Wales camps and stuff where we had a lot of selections this year, which is, don't get me wrong, it's great for the club and stuff, but then leaves us a bit vulnerable and stuff. Yeah, a little bit patchy and stuff, but we've also had some positives come out today, like beating Munster home, beating Edinburgh home, the two big sides, which are probably, we've left probably a couple of wins out there as well, which we've been disappointed at. So I think mostly the consistency uh, within the seasons probably hasn't been there but you could see that what we're trying to do and what the coaches are producing for us is is definitely the right direction that we want to go at. We've always considered you the junior partner in that secondary partnership with obviously someone as legendary as Alan Wynn now that he's just one of the troops and you're the Wales vice captain do you start telling him what to do a bit more? <laughs> no I think um, no that doesn't change anything um, even before the vice captain I, I feel like we uh, me and Al had that our mutual respect and stuff and because he's that true competitor he wants to keep improving and stuff so he, he could ask me questions where he feels like I could help him or he could help me and it's vice versa and I think yeah we've got that respect now that we, we work hard together and um, yeah we've got that friendship And you're right we do always keep coming back to the time where you were left out of the Wales squad but not so much on the pitch more off the pitch a lot's happened to you in the last couple of years and the vice-captaincy is obviously asking more of you as a person rather than just a player. How much do you think you've changed as a person over that last two-year period? God, I wouldn't say I've changed as much as a person, to be honest with you. Um, still the same guy and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I'm still working on those leadership type of skills. And I don't think that that makes me change my approach to rugby or my approach to doing anything any differently. It's just probably how I lead the guys in the week. And mostly I do that anyway with around the lineup stuff with the forward pack and stuff. But yeah, I definitely don't think I've changed as a person. I just just think I keep growing into, into that role and something I'm still learning on, but something I'm, I'm enjoying at the same time. Do you sit down with Alan Wynn and try and get captaincy tips? Because Wayne was quite clear that he saw you as a future Wales captain. No, I haven't really spoke to him about it just yet. It's probably something that's... Not on my mind just yet, but yeah, it's positive to hear people talk of me in that vein and stuff. But look, I can't keep the main focus of the rugby. And then if that comes along, then then it'd be a bonus. And the idea of going back to South Africa after last summer, mm-hmm. what are the feelings about that? Yeah, it would be a tough challenge. Uh, three tests against the World Cup champions, the Springboks. Um, but no, it's um, one that uh, you relish, don't you? And um, I feel like a, they're a team that... We always compete well against and stuff, so I think we've got a good opportunity to go out there and um, put a shock up there. Plenty of commentators are just saying as a question of how many points South Africa win by. There's some stuff coming out from South Africa saying this is going to be really, really easy for them. Wales would certainly take a pretty strong side out there, don't you think? Yeah, I know whoever takes the field that um, we'll feel like we'll have a 
good opportunity to go out there and cause an upset. And like you said, everyone's ruling us out of it. And I know definitely Wales as underdogs, we prefer to be the underdogs and we can go out there, give our all and cause an upset. Away from the international setup, it's been a time of change, with players being released and signings being announced. Plenty going on at the Dragons with Scarlets and Wales prop Rob Evans, one of 10 new arrivals for next season. Director of Rugby, Dean Ryan, looked back and forward. Yeah, really pleased. Chatting to Rob, who's still very ambitious, really wants to put his hand up and get back into Wales. And his enthusiasm for that was just tangible in the meeting. So we've been looking to how we strengthen and, you know, that's a challenge. And I recognise the climate's changing across Wales and, and that's worked in our favour. And, and to have somebody of the quality of Rob is a great boost for us. Another international who said Roger Jones joining as well. So you're getting the resources in that number one position. Yeah, well, we're starting to get one enough frontline defence, but also competition for who's in that frontline. And and that's been missing at times and it's hurt us at times. And, you know, sometimes we, we're high on opportunities for young players, but sometimes in the front five, that's not necessarily the development experience you'd want. So creating more players of quality, more competition around that area has been a real target for us this year. Certainly the balance of, of the squad has to change and is changing. And, and that means people change along that, which is you know sadly part of the, of the job. But if you look at the recruitment and the players coming in, you must be happy? Yeah, I'm really happy. I'm happy with development from core group of youngsters within. I'm, I'm happy with... Uh, recruitment that we've got available to us is probably need our fingers crossed in a few areas but I believe we have better quality available to us more across the year that will allow us to continue some of the momentum we've achieved at times and then lost pretty easily off the back of things. What's the season been like? No I can't hide from it's been tough has it is um, you know I think early momentum where we didn't get a result but we actually performed quite well pre-autumn to coming back post-autumn, never really getting a game or momentum, 10 games on the bounce has been tough for us. You know, we can't hide from that and we can't hide from our need to change. And that's everybody from staff, myself, players, everything. We've got to change the trajectory that this club is on. We shouldn't let that lose sight of people like Ben and Tane who have gone on to impress at international. We shouldn't lose sight of a Will Reed, a Rio Dyer. And we also shouldn't lose sight of the core of Harrison Keddy and Ollie Griff for Jack Dixon, who have, under a huge amount of strain, been there consistently week in, week out. So uh, sometimes it's hard for us to get the recognition or to recognise the good things that are going on. But there's still some really good people that are working hard week in, week out. My job is to ensure this region goes on a trajectory that can change the course it's it's been on for a long time. And... Uh, this is certainly, I think, a step towards doing that. With this long break between the tour, the, the players doing pre-season are going to be on a sort of different schedule to the players at international level. Is, is there a way of making that work? For sure, they're, they're going to be on downtime initially for those first two or three weeks. But those who consider themselves unlucky, I'm sure Wayne would potentially put them on notice and at least give you a phone call of where you're going to be. Yeah, we, we look at history and go... Tours and certainly attritional tours or World Cups are quite often about phone calls to a Greek island to find out where you are. So uh, I suppose I'm trying to emphasise, I think it will be a tough tour for any nation to do a three-test tour in South Africa. 
and let's not pretend that that's not going to have some level of attrition. So how they put travelling guys in, how they deal with that, I'm sure Wayne's got planned for that. Looking at the season overall, just wondering how you reflect on on how it went compared to your expectations and what are the main to-dos over the summer from your point of view? We've got to reflect and understand that everyone's got to change. We can't continue on the trajectory that we're on. And, you know, when we look at change, we have to look at ourselves first and how we prepare teams differently. We obviously are looking about the makeup of the team differently. And also individuals need to look at what can they change and what can they contribute in a different way. And we've had some tough conversations and uh, there's no doubts that I think everyone's aware of what change. It doesn't make it easy. Change is never easy. But we would hope with a momentum of, of some new faces, we'd hope with the growth of some of our youngsters that that change becomes a little bit easier. We can't hide from bringing in 10 players, all which are capable of starting into a situation is is something that we've got to get up to speed because, as we saw last year, is our, probably our biggest opportunity to gather momentums in that window before autumn. And we've got to hit the ground running, even though whether we've got 10 changes or not, because if we miss that, it gets very difficult post that um, when we start managing players around Wales call-up. So we very much need to be ready to go right at the beginning. And that involves got a new 10 coming, got changes across the pack and, and in midfield. So is, you know we've got to get that up and running as quick as we can. So some interesting views and information there. Next week we'll hear more from the Chief Executive of the United Rugby Championship and hear lots more about the future direction of that tournament. But until then, from the Welsh Rugby Union podcast, goodbye. Goodbye.